Okay, three, two, one. Welcome, Jimmy and Ethan. Thanks for coming down to the show. Uh, Jimmy has brought some specialty that uh, he will show how to uh, basically make the tea. Uh, you want to introduce the tea? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Jimmy. I'm a co-founder of Policy Work. Uh, so what I'm going to introduce is uh, nothing much to do with my work. Basically, is uh, I'm a fan of uh, organic green tea. So uh, I bought this green tea from a friend named uh, Douglas. Yeah, he's uh, one of the main distributors of this green tea brand. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me demonstrate how to prepare this green tea. Yeah. So yeah, before we go in all to the policy work stuff that they are from, uh, we're just gonna try this interesting green tea that uh, Jimmy has bought. Uh, so what's the difference between this green tea and normal green tea that I can find in the market? Okay. So this green tea inside is uh is the whole tea leaves. Yeah, so instead of the majority of the, the rest, which is we usually get uh, tea dust. Mm. Yeah, so with whole tea leaves, you get uh, you get more benefits out of the whichever green tea benefits that you hear in the market. Mm. Yeah, as compared to like some markets, uh, you have so called lesser green tea content, uh, if it's just like the dust itself yes. in, the, in the tea. Tea dust market. are basically just dust that are. Which is separated from tea leaves, ah, just okay. the remaining dust. Uh, then moreover, uh, this tea leaf is grown in a pesticide-free environment mm. in a highland ground, yeah, somewhere in China. All right. Yeah. Okay. So nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess while Jimmy is preparing the tea, we can talk a little bit about policy work. Work first. Policy work. Correct. I got yes, it right. Correct. Policy work. Yes, policy work. Yes. Mm. Okay. So Ethan, you I understand that you were the founder of Policy Work. You started yes, Policy Work first. Correct. Yeah. Uh, can you explain what is Policy Work? Okay. Uh, why not we start with the name? Okay. Okay. So policy and work. Okay. So policy. Why why we are talking about policy? We deal with uh, secondhand insurance policies. Uh. So that explains why we have policy. Yeah. Uh, but for work, there's actually two meanings. Mm. Okay. One is because uh, the policy. Because people asleep, mm. so we are there to wake them up. Mm. Mm. So, what do you mean by wake them up? What exactly do you do with these policies? Uh, we will actually pass it to the second hand uh, second insurance policies uh, to huh? people who actually value and understand them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, in a sense, you are kind of like a middleman. Yes, you are trying correct. to. Uh, um, sort of find a buyer and a seller for these policies uh, in the end and match them. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is actually very interesting because the first time I think Jimmy uh, approached me, I didn't know this existed in Singapore. Yeah, I think uh, Singapore, the Singapore industry in general, does not know that you can actually let go of your policies in a in a later time frame. They thought, oh, the policy is, is either I hold on all the way or I surrender it, right? Yes, correct. Uh, that is actually the majority. Okay, uh, the reason why it's not uh, so widely known. Mm. Uh, okay, why not we compare it to the United Kingdom? Mm. Okay, over oh, there. Sorry. Over <laughs> there, uh, in the United Kingdom, uh, it is regulated by their authorities that all insurance policies must include this line saying uh. that they can actually resell their policies in the event that they cannot service it any longer. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so obviously, with that uh, statement and uh, the the awareness, which allows all consumers to know that they can actually have a third option, yeah. enables them to know more. Yeah. So in Singapore, we currently do not have this. Yeah. So uh, it's not widely known currently. Why? Why is it Singapore doesn't have this? Is is it just because it's not? In not practice or not by law, they don't enforce it. That's why nobody puts uh, it. I would say that uh, it's not practiced uh, uh. currently much, and uh, for the regulators you... to come up with guidelines, they need to recognize the industry. Yeah? So currently, they they feel that the industry is still very small. Oh, uh, okay. So, so there's not much. Uh, let's say buying and selling. So they are they don't intend to regulate for now. Also. Okay, but is it because maybe insurance companies are afraid, like, like afraid that buying and selling might hurt their bottom line? Because you know, if you buy and sell, then you cannot buy, then people cannot buy more new policies, right? Uh, I would say that's a myth. Oh, right? okay. Because uh, for insurance, there is always a need. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and for this kind of secondhand insurance, right? Uh, they are more viewed as investment vehicle, that's all. They do not have uh, much insurance mm. element in it because uh, the insurance is not you yourself, it is someone else. Mm. Okay, so for example, if I am a client that uh, I have uh, insurance policy that I want to let go of, uh, what, what would you do? Like if I, if I were to approach you, what would you first advise me? Kind of thing. Okay. Uh, oh. number one, we we wish to understand why do you want to let's say terminate or surrender the policy first? Mm. Because uh, I think there are many uh, uh reasons out there. Mm. Uh, one may be uh okay. Imagine uh, uh I look at my friend. Mm. Their stock returns are at ten percent. Ah. Uh, then they look okay. at endowment. Huh? By the end of 15 or 20 years, I don't get 3 or 2.5%. Yeah. So they'll be thinking, am I getting the short end of the stick? Ah, uh, okay. So if that's the case, if this is the first scenario, what would you advise? Okay, uh, we will actually uh, talk with them, uh, ask them, uh, do they really need to surrender because they are in, uh, under financial needs? For example, uh, they may have uh, mortgage payments they are lacking behind. Mm. or they have debts that they took on and could not uh, service any longer. Mm. So if that's the case, it's a legitimate reason for us to take over. Mm. But if it's just like, uh, oh, I saw my friend 10%, this one 2%, I can take the short end of the stake, uh, we would actually advise them to look at the opportunity cost. Basically ah, okay. to see, uh, let's say for now, mm. for now uh, let's say I have 10,000, mm. and every month I put $500 into something. Correct. Versus yes. into stocks and shares, let's say, mm. or to put in the endowment. So you need to understand if I give up, uh, because I already paid fifteen or twenty thousand. Yes. So I only get back ten thousand. Correct. So in order to get the maturity of the endowment, mm. let's say for here, so what? How much? Do, uh, what is the interest rate that I need to bid to get back whatever I would get if I continue with the policy? Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's where many people fail to see, right? Yes. Uh, many people think like, oh yeah, I've, I've really put in the 15,000, then they think like, oh, they already lost the 15,000. It feels like a loss to them, but they don't think much about the future uh, yes, of, yeah, of the policy. So that is the first scenario. Is there any other scenarios that people come to 
uh, sell the policy to you or want to uh, let go? Th- those are very rare, but one uh. is, uh, let's say, they are having a divorce case. Oh, oh, are, okay. And, uh, they are trying to split the assets, but it's very difficult to split the assets, right? Oh. Uh, so, assets as in, they means they have a policy that are joint? It's a joint policy? Uh, it can be a joint policy or it can be for their children. Oh, uh, okay, so okay, okay. in a case of, of who should hold it, okay. uh, how should we resolve this, uh, should we liquidate it so that we have cash and just split 50-50? So these are some of the concerns that they okay. do have also. Or just continue and then they continue to contribute to the policy to yes, maturity. La. If they don't trust each other, then uh, it's just break down. Then they will definitely want to sell. La. No choice. Have you have you got that kind of case before? Uh, not for now. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the scenarios that you, we You've seen, la, you yes, seen before. Yes, before. Uh, okay. okay. So, so they just surrender the policy. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Jimmy, what do you do at Policy Work? Oh, hi. Um, at Policy Work, uh, I'm in charge of the business development. Hmm. Yeah, so mainly I go out and uh, meet people and build connections. Hmm. Uh, well, also because uh, when I first joined Policy Work, hmm. um, I already have a lot of friends who joined the finance industry hmm. as a financial advisor. Hmm. So after I joined Policy Work, the first batch of financial advisors that I approach is actually my uh, friends. Mm. Yeah, so talk to them, build connections, and uh, hopefully uh, understand the market some, yeah, a bit more. Yeah. yeah, and see if there's any leads that you can get from mm. them through from their clients. Mm. Yeah, so because what 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 happens is, uh, when I talk to financial advisors, um. Mm. Uh, Okay, what I'm trying to achieve is, uh, well, uh, I do meet financial advisors who do uh, monitor their clients' uh, premium paying progress. Mm. Yeah. So ideally, you know, if if one day the clients uh, miss the premium payments mm. or the client inform the agent that uh, he or she wants to give up the policies, mm. so, uh, so there's an option for an agent to contact us. Mm for us to have a look and see if we can buy over the policies. Mm, so instead okay. of having the policy surrendered, mm. uh, why not just sell it to someone else? So you can and get a bit of monetary yeah, value out of it. Yeah. So on yeah. one hand, the policyholders get more cashback. Mm. On the other hand, the policies get continue to be enforced mm. until maturity. Okay. Yeah. So I think so this brings back to what we caught the myth earlier on that insurers don't want the policies to be continued. Ah, okay. Ah. Okay, okay. Right. So if they, in a sense, if they manage to help this client through you guys, they can also help the client in other needs as well. Lah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's, right. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But I also understand that uh, you were never in the finance industry before this, right? Before this, you were doing something else. Oh, right, right. Uh, before policy work, uh, I used to work uh, as a software engineer uh, for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So mainly involved in the full software development life cycle mm. for building enterprise systems. Mm. Yeah. So after that, then uh, I wanted to try something uh, new. Mm. Yeah. So I, I got a little like, I feel I want to do a career switch. Mm. Yeah. And so I decided to take a leave of faith and 
try some uh, freelance work mm. uh, like uh, I ever did one software tool for a friend who uh, runs a gaming gaming business mm. yeah that software tool actually helps to crunch data right. to help my friends quickly identify what items to restock ah so oh, the, okay. so my friend will have a faster decision faster ah, okay. response time to decide what to restock so it's a business that sells gaming equipment uh no ah. sell trading card games oh okay yeah oh that's interesting actually yeah so he he sells two particular games one is uh, ah. magic the gathering yeah and another one is called transformers is it does it happen to be that shop at Boogie's Plus? Is that the shop? Uh, what, what shop is that? They okay. My friend used to have a off have his office space at Boogie's Plus. Yes. Ah, it's okay. called Battle Bunker. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it still he, there? Battle, Battle Bunker is still there, but yeah. he no longer rent a space there. Oh. He moved somewhere else. Oh, okay, okay. He moved to uh, where is it? Uh, flagship games at Jalan Pemimpin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Move oh, already. So Battle Bunker. Oh, so that's how they survive. I always wonder how they survive. <laughs> how they survive? I thought they have been surviving. I don't see No, no. Anything. I always wonder because they take a very big space there, right? Yes. It's a huge space. Yes. But I guess it's because uh, people rent space from them. Uh, that's one games. of them. Yeah. But of course, they do have sales from the board from the game sites also. So yeah. I don't see why they are suffering. But I, I guess the, the rental part also helps uh, people renting from them um, to sell But games. so far, it's only my friend as the only Oh, that's right. the only person. The oh, rest oh. are all, I, if I remember correctly, the rest are all staff of yeah. Better Bunker. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't see, I don't see signs of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually doing very well. Yeah, yeah very, very surprising. Yeah. But they have moved to flashy games, flashy games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, good. Yeah. So, so, so after that, mm. then, uh, I want to try uh, the one of the gig economy, uh, the you know the the ad hoc. Uh, delivery agent mm. uh, things from a company called Pickup mm. yeah it's Pickup with additional P behind mm. yeah so I signed up as a delivery agent mm. so this business model is interesting so it allows me to uh, on an ad hoc basis deliver parcel within 4 hours mm. yeah so it allows me to be able to choose from a list mm. of parcels to deliver based on my convenience which one to deliver and mm. I earn a commission for each for parcel delivery. deliver. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So after that, then uh then yeah, after then then I then one day uh somewhere in October last year, mm. yeah. So Ethan approached me to for me to join him mm. yeah, to expand his business uh, in trading insurance policies. So oh. I thought why not? Since um through my freelance work I've uh built some experience uh, and, in some sense uh, experience meeting people mm. um, build connections things like this mm. so why not I join policy work so what's more I'm someone who is comfortable with numbers mm. just to join policy work as a broker mm. uh, because it involves uh, some calculations correct yeah. yeah so you need to be comfortable with numbers yes yeah if not you'll be struggling the, in the business uh. mm. <laughs> yeah so but yeah, that's how I become what was the what was the trigger that made you want to switch jobs? What was the thing that you felt that yeah you just want to go for a total career switch? Um, let's just say I. Well, I mean I'm in my thirties and then um, ever since I work as a 
software engineer uh, yeah. outside my work. Uh, I became uh, more gained more interest in personal finance. Mm. Yeah. So so it's partly because of my growing interest in personal finance. That's why I decided to do a career switch. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. So, so I want to, to learn uh, a little bit about the changes in, as in the changes in trends of the jobs market. Mm. Yeah. So which why I think the recent years there's a there's a rise in the gig economy. Mm. Yeah. Example delivery agent, mm. uh, driver, things mm. like this. So why not use this opportunity to give it a try? Try mm. be a commission agent. Yeah. Mm. See, see how it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like, why not do it now rather than later, right? When yes. you, if you have more commitments later on, it's going to yeah. be harder to switch. Thought, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, even though I joined policy work already, right? Yeah. Um, but from my freelance work, I do enjoy working in it. Even oh, if okay. I don't have prior experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting experience. It's, it allows me to go out and meet people who never met before, especially mm. when delivering parcel. Mm. And um, so far, my experience delivering has been positive. Mm. Yeah, I have never met with any uh, complaints. Any yeah, no nasty have. customers before? La. As no, of now, don't have. La. No, have. <laughs> uh, so far, no one actually gave me a shock expression, as in they're all expecting a parcel. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. So uh, we can go back to the tea a little bit as yeah. you realize the tea yeah. has oh, yeah. slowly can, opened up. You realize that all the tea leaves are actually expanded. Yeah. Yeah. So um, okay. So so if you look carefully, these are whole tea leaves. Uh. Mm. I'm not sure you can see from camera. Uh, well, do a yeah, little bit yeah. closer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. So uh, these tea leaves, right? Um, because they are pesticide-free and uh, well, having pesticide-free, right? You can actually eat the tea leaves as though they are vegetables. Yeah. Ah. So okay. if so, I mean, if you are someone who who eats vegetable, which I believe all of you does, or <laughs> um, try to, you should have no problems <laughs> eating these tea leaves. Ah, uh. yeah, no, can be eaten. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And just to uh see again, the brand is called. Yeah, it's called New, New brand. brand. Yeah. New Brand Organic Green Tea. Yeah. Yeah. So, mostly you can find this mostly from, uh, direct distributors. Mm. Yeah. So basically, there are some who work as a distributor, and they directly sell it to you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So just search online new yeah. brand. Okay. And you can you may also find this in selected uh Watson's outlet if I remember correctly. Oh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But uh I used to find this in Watson's mm. shelf, but not all outlets. Mm. Yeah, selected only. I, I think they did did they take up all the uh these TDs from Watson already? Not that I remember. Mm. Yeah. So I will have to check it out again. Alright, yeah. let's take a short sip and see how it... Oh, the smell is really strong. Yeah, it's very, strong, very strong. Yeah. I drink this almost every uh, breakfast as a drink. Almost. As opposed to coffee, like, you prefer tea? Mm. I prefer tea. Yeah, 
If you smell, you realize it's very strong. Yeah, very green strong green tea smell. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. hey, so um, back to Ethan again. Uh, before Policy Work, what do you do? What inspired you to uh, start up with Policy Work? Wow, uh, it's going to be a long story. It's okay, don't worry, we got time. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, it actually started with me joining a multi-level marketing. Oh. The story actually started with multi-level marketing. Where Are I was, you allowed to say the company name? Uh, uh, is it still around? Uh, it is the very, very Hong Kong during that time. Uh, we, oh. yeah, we call it Sunshine Empire. Sunshine yeah. Empire? What it does... was the biggest scam in history. <laughs> Not wrong. How long ago? Uh, when now was this? Direct selling company no longer exists. Correct. So oh. it no longer exists already. When when was this? When was this uh, Sunshine uh, Empire? If I recall correctly, it's 15 years ago when it first started. Oh, okay. Yeah, then uh, the founder was James Pang. Uh, then he was the one that was sentenced to... Local founder, Singaporean. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then... But, but okay, that, that is the, the, the not so glamorous side. Uh. Okay. But aside from it, uh, because of my exposure to multi-level marketing, yeah. uh, I started reading books. I mm. started reading uh, financial uh, business, mm. uh, understanding uh, network marketing, marketing in general. So mm. from that, it actually developed my personal finance interest. Mm. So at the age of uh, 21, I was actually quite uh, interested in insurance mm. but then um, number one my parents uh, forbid me to join the industry so I got no choice and number two I was also preparing for university and that's why yeah. that's, that's the second reason that yeah of course university from... la. they yes. want you to go to university instead of pursuing insurance la, basically uh, is it? yes correct yeah. and uh, being the the, 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 the son uh, we always listen uh. yeah, so, la, la, okay, la, la. listen no, then yeah. let's graduate so yeah. I went to uh projects and facilities management. Yeah. So my background is in uh, quantity serving in the construction industry. Yes. But I felt that that was very tedious, uh, the job. Mm. And uh, Not really like what you wanted to do. La. Correct. You're still and more... Actually, yeah. I'm, I, I, I realized that I actually love to serve people. Mm. Don't ask me why. It's just no, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah, so totally fine. Yeah, that was where I look at facilities management. Uh, yes. I, I do feel... Initially, uh, initially, uh, I feel that uh, it's quite a good industry because yes. uh, we help everyone to resolve their problems. Let's mm. say uh, any maintenance, lighting issues at common areas, design issues that you can find. Uh, basically, we're just trying to resolve all the situations. Uh. Mm. Uh, mm. But along the way, uh, because of very nasty clients, <laughs> <laughs> then I felt that uh, it's very unappreciated. <laughs> Like the the environment is very negative like because of the clients la. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, in fact every day we are bought with a lot of complaints basically. Oh my god. <laughs> you have to handle all the complaints. You're like customer service also, in yes. a in, in a sense. Yes, yes. Oh so, my god. <laughs> so in, in fact uh, technical technical expertise is not so valued in mm. the industry as compared to managing people. Mm. So we are just managing expectations basically. Hmm. So, and, uh, but but even if I'm doing this, I still have a very deep interest in personal finance. Hmm. So at that time, there was no Sydney, there was no any uh, or not much finance forum. Hmm. So the only go to where I had was books hmm. and also uh, Investopedia. Hmm. So if you have not uh, subscribed to Investopedia, please do <laughs> because uh, 
every day yeah. they will send you an email telling you uh, a technical term oh. like maybe what is a uh, price to earnings ratio oh. and they expose you to a lot so uh. it's a, a bit of like a bite-sized kind of uh, knowledge every day yeah so it was from there that i start to gain a lot of financial knowledge yeah yeah nice okay and then and then uh, from there from there uh i about three or four years in the industry that's where i really got uh, jaded la, I yes. yeah. so I was looking to branch into other industry mm. uh, one is uh, training mm. uh, that's why I got my WSQ uh, advanced certificate in training assessment oh what's WSQ uh, basically the work skill uh, skills future oh okay okay. Skills okay, future. Future. So okay as long as I take a module mm. I can teach that module already so that is ah. what I do now okay okay yeah so yeah. That, that is one part and I found that uh, Okay, that along the way, when I was working, mm. uh, someone actually offered to pay for my uh, examination fees to be a financial advisor. Okay. Uh, so I just jumped into it uh, because yeah. why not? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what you wanted to do in the first place, right? Initially, before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I just uh, joined the industry, yeah. uh, read up all the knowledge uh, required, passed all the exams, and it was not easy because yeah. I failed. Uh, two papers four times I retook them four times <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably because I didn't study uh, so oh. it's not the papers so it's my problem <laughs> yeah. but I, I do understand it's quite tough so I think it's is it top 10% is it only 10% or 20% that uh, will oh, pass for, for that uh, it's actually based on uh, they, they would say only about every as it, every examination yeah. right about 70% will pass only Oh, for each paper. For, oh, okay. Yeah, so you need four papers. So two point mm. seven of four times. Uh, so it's like mm. seven seven seven. So it's maybe a uh, top twenty percent will actually pass all the papers mm. in one go. Uh. Mm. Mm. Makes mm. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, after that, you you managed to pass, and then you started working as an agent for a while. As a part time agent. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't close a lot of sales. Mm. But I realized that there was a lot of people asking me. I have a whole life policy. I have an endowment. Mm. What do I do with it? Mm. Because like I, I mentioned the example earlier, like I look at people, if they buy stocks, they are getting 20, 10, 30%. My endowment is only 2%. What am I doing? Mm. Everyone is questioning them themselves. Uh. Mm. So that that is where I start to realize that there are actually a lot of people who really do not understand what is opportunity cost, especially in terms of their policies. Mm. And uh, policies being a... Uh, we call it a very uh, very low risk uh, instrument mm. uh, yeah it should actually give more attention to it uh. don't, mm. don't just write it off saying that uh, it's not it's not, not useful la. Yes. Mm. Mm. yeah because I think um, maybe in the in the insurance industry there was quite a bit of black sheep also right that's why I mean, maybe your parents had a bad uh, impression of the insurance industry. They said they didn't want you to go for insurance, right? Yeah. So uh, it's kind um, of same with my parents also, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, every deck of cards have two jokers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So similarly for most of the working industry, any corporations or whatever, be in sales or whatever. Yeah. That's bound to be, you know, one or two jokers inside yeah, la, la, yeah. La, 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 it's yeah. very hard to yeah. find a company whereby totally everyone clean. is a non-joker yeah 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 difficult. very very difficult yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah 
But I, I, I guess which is why a lot of people, especially the older generation, they have a bad impression of, of, of insurance. Uh. Like my parents didn't have insurance for a very long time. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, they were scared because of... Uh, um, basically, you know, they talk, la, they talk them, they, they don't verify their sources. They just believe each other kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But uh, do you feel like, is it because of this black sheep that maybe misrepresent or missell? this product sometimes uh, there will definitely be yeah. uh, black sheets no matter what there will be missell yeah. uh, that one is part of the equation that we got no choice but to try to minimize it as much as possible mm. uh, but for my parents they actually have very good uh, experience with insurance actually mm. <laughs> yes. how come they don't want you to be insurance agent uh, at that time they feel commission is no good <laughs> because oh, really? they, are the, they are the type that you work in a job for 30 years, you retire. Uh, That's it. They, they don't want me to whatever commission, whatever thing. Uh, they want you to get a secure job. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay I, I guess they are, they are that kind also. La. They also work in a job for a very long time. And then they see as how it is. La. Yeah. Yes, as, especially during their time. We yeah. have to put context into the picture. La. Mm. During their time, uh, job is quite not easy to get also yeah, having a job means uh, you have a secure financial already yeah your, your future is secure already for for them but yeah. in our changing economy now uh it is no longer the case already yeah that's there, what I'm there is no uh loyalty to company already uh. mm. in fact if you see now uh previous maybe 10 to 20 years ago you still hear of pensions com- uh, companies giving a bit of pension mm. giving gratuity nowadays it's all about bonuses only you know, for the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also want to highlight that, you know, nowadays in the recent news, yeah. some companies actually uh, reduce uh, salary for the employees because of the current uh, virus outbreak. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So which is why, uh, uh, why there's some famous investor named uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah. Uh, as a specific, there's a quote that says, uh, never depend on single income. Mm. Uh, always have a second uh, source. Mm. Or rather, have multiple source of uh, income, income. Mm. Yeah, to diversify your risk in terms of getting the income. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. 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 So my point is, yeah, yeah we- don't, don't depend too much on single income uh, mm. which likely from a job yeah mm. always have secondary, secondary income which honestly I think we are in a very lucky uh, age where technology allows us to explore many 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 different things right like mm. you can see all kinds of different jobs you even see like people doing live auction on Facebook kind of thing yes. ah, right. yeah. so it's, it's almost like as long as you are creative enough you can find ways to make things work right uh hmm, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah I do see example uh I recall one one of the famous uh live seafood uh chain that does Facebook Live to uh to get the orders from via I think get oh. the orders via online. Okay. Yeah. So they do like a live uh order taking, live auction? Yeah of through seafood face, through Facebook Live. Oh. Yeah. So what happens is I mean, they, are, they have their own ways to get followers to follow so that they'll be, yeah. so that your users will be informed whenever they start the Facebook Live. Mm. 
Yeah. So really through Facebook online. Yeah. Uh yeah. So the business will will uh show all the live seafood that are available for sale and yeah. then every user gets to bid not bid uh, gets to choose what they want to buy. Want to buy yeah. Ah. Which seafood to buy. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually very interesting like how things have changed compared to before la. Yeah. Like Correct. before I think during our parents' generation they would never they will never. Uh, they always feel like I'm. I, I like you say. I must stick to this job. I like, even though if I like, if I if I may like something, it's very hard for them to switch to something like. Yeah. Whereas for us, it's much easier to connect to people. You want to explore something like what we are doing now. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we are in a very lucky time to to be able to do this la. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about like? Uh, like we shortly mentioned the virus situation now so with the virus situation now um, does that in any way affect insurance policies I don't know whether it's a valid question uh, well I do you all get more businesses do you all get more clients coming to you now or lesser or we do um, we do get a little more queries uh, online yeah uh, about selling insurance policies to us as compared to before the outbreak. Okay. Uh, while at the same time, uh, we have sort of less uh, face-to-face appointments with people oh. yeah, for obvious reasons. So try to communicate yeah. online. Yeah. While also at the same time, because some of the uh, insurers, customer service center mm. is closed temporarily. Mm. Yeah. So those insurers that closed temporarily, right, uh, it affected uh, it sort of affect our buy over because mm. when we buy over or resell policies, it must be done via the customer service center. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So so for those policies whereby the service center closed, right? It's very we difficult have to no choice but to tell the policyholders that we have to wait for the officers to center reopen to again. Open again then yeah. we can proceed to do a buy over. Yeah. Anybody approach you say they want money now to try to invest into the market as the market drop <laughs> uh, you mean maybe buy, soon you mean investors buy buy policies from us or no anybody trying to let go policies so they can get oh. cash <laughs> uh, try to liquidate as much anyone who give me give me that reason yeah uh, I'm not sure about Ethan did you, did you receive uh, any of such reason I think so no, far no la. nobody I have la. heard of but I suspect only <laughs> Because sometimes uh, when we talk about what what's their reason, uh, because we normally we do a pre pre assessment first, one uh, mm. we try we, we want to make this work. Mm. We don't want them to just uh, let go of policy for no reason, uh. mm. and uh, some of them do say that it's for personal reason, uh, and they don't oh, want to divulge. They don't want to say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that can be, and uh, normally we try not to ask too much or so, uh. Yeah, especially yeah. when they say it's personal reason. If they don't want to disclose, then yes. just leave it as it is, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, at the same time, we we are not someone who just pure transactional buyer. Mm. Yeah, we do take into account the reasons why they want to sell policies to us. Mm. Yeah, try to understand the the policy owner yes. what they need kind yes. of thing. Yeah, right. because uh. Uh, any financial decision uh is should be a major one. Correct. Correct. If you recall in the all the insurance policies document, mm. there's this quote below that says, 
uh, buying insurance policies is a long term commitment. Yes, and correct. Early termination will, will lead to high surrender charges. Mm. Yeah, all these are yeah losses right from mm. the initial. Yes, all these are already included in the policy documents. Mm. Yes, I guess that's also something that uh, I think Ethan, you managed you you mentioned a bit just now because people only see the word surrender they don't know that they can transfer it to somebody else yes yeah, yeah. for them it's only the choice of surrender or keep that's all yeah yeah so um i also understand that in the industry there are quite a few players also right which is in your space yes. uh how do you all differentiate yourselves between the rest of the companies uh, okay so a few differences mm. uh so one is uh in addition, uh, what I understand from most players is they buy endowment policies mm. only. Uh, whereas for us, uh, in addition to endowment policies, we also buy uh, some whole life, some universal life, and some one hundred one percent investment link policies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, why? Why is that so? How come other companies only buy endowment? Okay. Well, because because uh, in our company, right, we try to keep our overheads low. Mm. So that we can pass all the savings to the policyholders and the investors. Mm. Yeah. So, because uh, for whole life, universal life, and some investment link policies, mm. uh, because as players, to the player standpoint, the profit margin of those policies is lower mm. as compared to endowment policies. Yeah. So if your overheads are much is high, you may not be able to afford buying over those policies and you know earn the mm. margin out of it mm. yeah so which that's also one that we are different mm. thirdly we first understand the policyholders situation we first ask for reasons why they want to sell to us mm. yeah so we will not take in reasons like oh my friends pressure me to sell yeah. the policy <laughs> do you, do you yeah. have that do you have people saying that uh, to you I have don't come across so, uh, yeah but okay. if it's that kind of reason we definitely will not accept uh. ah okay yeah. okay okay for, for me personally yeah uh, uh there there are a few users from sydney that actually messaged me oh so i actually did a uh, 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 calculation uh, uh. they're basically a table and uh give them a very simple summary saying that if you give up this policy uh, what is the investment or the the investment return that you need to get to be more than the maturity value mm. so that at least they get a very informed and educated decision mm. oh, okay so certain policies can be up to 12 or even 15 percent so mm. depends uh, on where where they have been through la, yes, where, how correct, much they are correct so in in that kind of situation uh, unless you are really deep in debts uh, your credit card bills cannot pay your oh mortgage my God mortgage going to uh, your house going to for sale that yeah. kind then that one okay we, you, you don't have to talk more we will accept we will help you as much as possible yeah but if the the the, the, the reason is oh my friend asked me to sell i sell law <laughs> we are not making an informed decision right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, the most common one is buy term invest the rest yeah, 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 yeah. But at that point of time if you're really committed to the the policy for at least like 15 or 20 years and you only left like another five years uh, uh, then there's no point la. there's no point la, because yeah. the opportunity cost is too high already really yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. that's true that's true yeah so 
uh, now that you are at this stage, what is the next step? How do you all want to grow from here? Like, where do you all see yourselves? Oh, a lot of directions. Yeah, yeah. we have. <laughs> wow, we no, really? Direction. Okay, yeah. so our usual direction, which is the normal, which is to meet uh, as many financial advisors as possible. Hmm. We are talking about, remember correctly, 20,000 financial advisors mm. in Singapore. So there are still many to meet. So the more we meet, um, the more network of uh, financial advisors uh, monitoring their clients' uh, premium paying progress. And mm. then, then hopefully you get, you get more leads of buying over policies in the mm. event the client is unable to continue. Correct. Servicing. Yeah. So, so other than financial advisors, we also meet some of the insure tech. Okay. So, so for the benefit of those who don't know what insure tech is, insure tech is just a short form of technology companies that build technology products mm. for insurance companies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm. we do. We are now in existing talks with some of the insure tech, mm. and uh, one of them. Uh, uh, is offering to build a broker dashboard for us to log in and be able to see which are the policies that the clients uh, wanted to give up. Oh, yeah, so that we have options to buy over. Oh, that'd be very parameters. convenient. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I was thinking uh, because they need some inputs from us in in determining the software design. Correct. Yeah, so me me being uh, having experience in software You're the best engineer, person right? to yeah. So I can so <laughs> I will write software design design description yeah. of the the dashboard, the yeah. software system that that uh that we feel that is required in order to be able to integrate or collaborate with that InsureTech. Yeah. Hmm. It, the description the software design description also allows us to have been on the same uh, page, same page as the InsurTech. Mm. Yeah, a common understanding mm. so that it's easier for us to move on and be able to collaborate. Mm. Yeah. So, so InsurTech is one. So mm. any other InsurTech, InsurTech who we can collaborate with, um, we may uh, we may be required to write more software design descriptions, yeah, for different, slightly different purposes. Uh, yeah, so, so that's initial tech part. But that's then, okay, well, that's what you're good at, so you uh, understand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, having the experience as software engineer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because having involved in a, because a full software development life cycle uh, is not just development. Yeah. It also involves uh, design and Yes. Test. Right. Yeah. And uh, deployment, things like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's the experience does cast matter. Mm. Um, so other insure tech, you also meet some of the uh, banks. Mm. Uh, so what happens is uh, we are in talks with some of the banks uh, to, to see if uh, they can offer the loans to accredited investors mm. so that accredited investors can leverage on the loans mm. to buy more of these insurance policies. Oh, yeah. what, what is accredited investors? Accredited yeah, investors yeah. are investors who earns a, a certain high amount of salary 
per annum. Mm. If I remember correctly, it's two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars per, per annum. annum. Okay. Yeah. So this eight creditor investors. Okay, what I understand from some of my banker friends out there, out mm. there is, uh, some of the eight creditor investors, uh, they when it comes to investing, right? Mm. If possible, they would prefer to leverage. Uh, investment instruments. So meaning mm. to say, like instead of using uh one hundred thousand mm. dollar to buy our insurance policies, mm. they try to borrow. I mean, up to eighty or ninety percent of the amount from banks. Yes, and then use that loan to buy the insurance policies on leverage. Because they can get a lesser interest rate from the loan because of their status, basically. Yeah, yeah. and because this is considered low risk instrument product, yeah. so the so it is likely that when banks offer the loan, the loans are the loans interest rate is also low. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And of course, oh. insurance policies, they are uh, MS approved products. Yes. And protected by policyholders protection scheme. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's more, insurance policies have a guaranteed component. Yes. Yeah. So even though uh, the because there's a guarantee and non guaranteed component. So when uh, how to say? Even though the even in a situation whereby the non guaranteed component, the bonus, uh, get yeah. cuts, right? The guarantee component is still there. So. Mm. So uh the the banks can actually uh how to say uh is it just just the, based on the guarantee portion they can yeah. get back their money already. Yeah, yeah. correct. So correct. as long as the guarantee yes. portion is more than the loan interest rate, la, then it's yeah, so correct. called uh safe or, or safer the investment. Same, la. Is the same, la. So yeah. minimum the same la. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. they don't make loss from the yeah, from the correct, loan. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Ah. And this is I guess a way for these uh, accredited investors to uh, have a portion of their portfolio as a low risk investment. Right? Uh, yes. Is it? Yes. For that, it's considered uh, low yeah. risk. So for assuming them, they have a diversified portfolio, portfolio. different investment instruments, mm. uh, this trader insurance policies is considered one of the lower low risk, risk. Uh, instruments. Ah. Oh, actually. There's a guaranteed component and they are. MS approved products that yeah. are backed by policyholders protections. Yeah. yeah. And as the years goes by, the non guarantee will add on to the guarantee. Right? Yes. So it's like you have now, for yes. example, today, then guaranteed, non guarantee because guarantee of the year, non guarantee because already of the year, non guarantee mm. because of the year. So you slowly build up. Right? Mm. So to the banks, they, they, they don't see a way to lose money also, mm. I think. Except yes. if, let's say, the, the insurer fail, but. Yeah, but, but not likely lah. Uh, it's not a very likely situation. It's not a very likely situation because uh. of the reserve ratio, which means the money that they really put aside just to service all the policies. Mm. That in the event that they need to pay up, they really have a, a big pool of money already. Mm-hmm. So if that fails, that means the whole economy fails already. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting actually. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I never thought of uh, the accredited, accredited investors part. Yeah, It was actually something that I wanted to ask just now. Like who will buy... Who, who will be the buyer for oh, all this? We policies. normally we sell those insurance policies to uh, accredited investors, yeah. family officers, uh, fund managers. Fund managers. Oh. Yeah. 
oh. and probably to financial advisors because they themselves. understand it. Yeah, uh, they themselves okay. know the products. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, because the trading is not really regulated lah for now because uh, mm. the, the policies are MAS regulated, mm. but the broker the trading is not lah. Mm. Uh, because there is some a, a bit of risk lah. Mm. You still need to think about. Let's say if uh, the person needs to claim, what should you do? Like normal people, mm. we don't know the person. How how can we find who how to claim? We need a dev cert. We need to search the the dev registry. Everything. So it, oh, it, it's be a really need a lot of hassle. Complicated right? la, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a risk. It's yeah. a small one, but yeah. it's still a risk. Although yeah. the the returns is really a lot lah. Yeah. Is bonus right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so it's easier to deal with uh, people who really understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they 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 can see why it's a very low risk product, but to many others who don't understand, yeah. will see it as a very high risk because it's unregulated. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of let's say fund managers, fund managers can buy it under their company's name. Hedge or? funds normally. Hedge funds. Hedge funds. Uh, oh. So. So what I believe what they'll do is they will buy over those policies yeah. and then put those policies as one of the underlying mm. assets in a hedge fund portfolio. Mm. Yes. Uh. Because because those policies they kind of functions as a low risk mm. uh, investment instrument. Yeah. In mm. a diversified hedge fund. Mm. Yeah. So but the the policy will be named by the company, not yes. individual, right? Yes. Become a but company, company owned. Fund management company name. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So, uh, other than these outlets, what do you want to expand into? Other than, sorry, other, I beg your pardon? Other than this, uh, you mentioned, I think, three of these uh, things that you want to expand into. What else are you all looking into? Oh, other expansion. Really. Yeah, to uh, grow into. We uh, are also looking for joint ventures uh, if there are people who are uh, interested. Ah. Uh, uh, like sort of like a semi okay in the United Kingdom uh, mm. it's so matured that there are funds mm. uh, unit trust uh, that the underlying is all these insurance policies uh. Ah. Uh, so, so just all uh, just all policies and multiple policies may have different maturity dates also so if you can build a, a like a bond, uh, you know, wow. like a bond with different maturity dates, hey, yeah. a policy with different maturity dates, hey, very interesting, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I don't know what I don't know how how you're gonna calculate all these things, yeah. The calculation must be insane. Uh, to calculate. That's a fund manager's job, really. yeah. That's a fund manager's job, uh. So yeah. they are they supposed have to be, yeah. They have to be good in numbers, so yeah, we should be okay with doing that. Wow, the calculation must be insane to do this thing, yeah. Uh, I guess it's possible. So yeah, okay, but uh. the underlying uh, for all this traded insurance, right? Uh, because it's l- low risk, mm. so uh, normally the returns will be about five percent and below. Mm. And uh, if it's very near to maturity, probably about three point eight or three point six percent for two or three years. So it's an uh, alternative, uh, but mm. they are hard to come by, uh, I can only say this. Mm. They are hard to come by because uh, honestly nobody wants to surrender their policies. Uh. For now, mm. la, but who knows, you know, maybe things might change in future, everyone might change. Yeah. So we, we see as a support system to the whole finance industry. Uh, mm. Because uh, we want to, like we say policy work means policy asleep becomes awake. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and then, uh, have you all considered 
uh, do you in other countries as well? Other, other than just uh, Singapore? For now, it's Singapore at the moment. Uh, mm. We may be... Uh, it's, it's not a high priority, but maybe uh, after some years, we may expand it to Hong Kong, is it? Yeah. Oh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong has a very similar structure to us, is it, for as, as Singapore? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, uh, when it comes to expansion to other countries, uh, mm. we may have to. We must first look at the countries. Uh, uh, I seen their yeah, regulations. Yeah. Uh, mm. and whether there's the moral hazard is high or not. Uh, yeah, we don't want to go into a country whereby the moral hazard is high. Moral hazards as, as in, in people dying? Uh, yes, like, ah. hello, you see that person with a red shirt, yeah, black <clears throat> pants, uh, at 2 p.m., uh, he'll be there one. Uh. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I get yeah, what you mean. That's so, engaging heat pen. Okay, yeah, okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So these, these are the kind of things that we are also afraid because uh, okay. it, will, it will give rise to a whole set of social society problems, right? Okay, yeah, okay. You should look at it in this way. Okay. So if we want to do things right, we have yeah. to ensure that there is very little or zero of such uh, possible incidents okay uh, so so definitely for countries with very high uh, rates of uh, uh, having guns or that we will likely not do it la, yeah it's tough la. it is tough la, because uh, we don't want to be the the one that actually push people to do such things <laughs> right? uh. Uh, but in singapore is very safe we have a very safe uh, police police force yeah, yeah, yeah. and the laws are very well regulated and people understand yeah. that, uh, things have to be proper so yeah. we, we, will, we will do it in Singapore yeah. uh, for Hong Kong uh, currently because of their their, their political state right mm. uh, we, we, would want, we would love to go over because they really have a huge amount of insurance policy <laughs> but the current status doesn't allow us to do that yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I think they're going to be in a mess for quite a while yeah, even after the virus things yeah. blow over. Yeah, but you, you, you have studied a bit for about Hong Kong's uh, yes, environment yes, as well. Yes, because uh, def- definitely ma, when, yeah. you, when you do a business, you always be on the lookout for opportunities, yeah. who to partner with, who to work with, why there, mm. how's the market is like. Like the United Kingdom is so, is so mature, but how come nobody bring it to Singapore? So mm. we're like, hey, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we we have reasons to believe that um this traded insurance policies market yeah. uh has room to grow. grow. Mm. Yeah. It's still relatively new. Mm. Although there's quite a lot of uh, advertising mm. on different channels. Yeah. Mm. So we we do hope that our business uh will grow mm. in the coming years. Mm. Yeah. So, so uh, we are ha- just looking at adding value uh, to the current uh, situation. Mm. So having said that, do you have any joint venture plans? Uh, or are you not allowed to say anything yet? Uh, I would say still, <laughs> still in talks. Still in talks, but we not... Quite a few companies. Okay, but not, cannot, cannot say anything uh, yet? No, no. Okay. Because, yeah, Maybe soon? It's not finalized, as in... Yeah, it's, it's not finalized yet. and uh, Still discussing the yeah, details still of it. Still in the preliminary stages, correct. I would say. So if yeah. we give it too soon, then uh, what? Don't you jinx yeah. it. La. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not nice to jinx it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, yeah. Ah, okay. And then, uh, so if anybody wants to find you, how can they find you? Uh, okay. You can first find us on uh, Facebook. 
uh, just search for policy work. Mm. P O L I C Y W O K E. Okay, you can also find us on our website uh, www.policywork.com. Mm. Yeah, and uh, definitely, of course, uh, I will put all the links that uh, that you all need to find these guys here uh, in the description of our YouTube or whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think this is a good chance to end the video. Uh, thank you for coming down. Thank you for agreeing to coming down. Okay. Thank you, Jim. And thank you, maybe Jim. the next time you'll come down, maybe got news of IPO already or something. I don't know. We are not ruling out. <laughs> maybe next time I can join IPO. You must let me know IPO. Invite <laughs> <laughs> you to SGX. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Thanks for yeah. coming down. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.